You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Andrea. And with me today, I have a, I I don't know if guest, guest does not feel like the right word because this person is such a, a crucial part of our team, but it's the first time that we're having her on the podcast. Um, so I'm just going to get right to it and introduce today's co-host, um, <laughs> our our editor-in-chief uh, for our blog and one of our videographers and uh you do a bunch of stuff uh jen coulter hi welcome hello it's me i can just i'm a guest i'm a guest don't put (laughs) co-host on me that's a little much (laughs) co-guest just just wanna (laughs) co-guest co-guest that means i'm a guest too though and we're we're hostless then um we're on the same level we're like i don't know there's a joke there somewhere we're just ghosts. We're just ghosts. <laughs> I love that. Oh no. Just 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 two just two little ghosts here to talk two about some ghosts. music. So yeah, before we jump into talking about the the music that you brought today, the songs you brought today, do you wanna tell us a little bit about how like you came to be someone who writes um kind of like online for a living and how you came to be with Left of the Dial and just kind of let people know who you are a little bit? Oh boy. How did I start writing? How I started <laughs> writing. <laughs> um, how I started writing was that I was a fucking nerd. Um, is how it started. And mm-hmm. actually, oh, actually now that I think about it, I'm actually more of a fucking nerd than I thought when I was gonna start this sentence. I would literally <laughs> write <laughs> I would write like reviews of TV shows for fun in high school. Which sounds like I didn't have friends, but I did have friends. And I think it's actually lamer that I had friends and was sitting in my room writing reviews of TV shows. Because you could have been doing other stuff. I could have been doing other things. Did you circulate those reviews to your friends? No. They were just for you? Did did they go like online? No. They didn't like go in like a live journal or anything? They were just for me. And then I would hope like... I, I would hope that like my English class would just be like, let's do something free form and be like, great, I can <laughs> submit one of my Veronica Party. Mars reviews. <laughs> but I would do I, so we- I would do that and then um I would write like then I actually started a blog and like started like publishing things to people and I would write like things about anime. My big claim to fame. Everyone knows this. If you're listening to this, you surely know me because I <laughs> would do these seasonal <laughs> reviews of anime, but I wouldn't review the anime. I would review all of the characters' eyebrows. <laughs> oh, it was a hit. <laughs> <laughs> and now um, I just write all the time, and now I'm at Left of the Dial. So I jumped from eyebrows to music. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Actually, nothing in between. It was eyebrows, and then you <laughs> hired me <laughs> because you saw my fantastic reviews. I um, <laughs> I am thrilled to learn that if you Google anime eyebrows review, you are the first thing that comes up. That makes me so happy. I had a friend. This is amazing. I, <laughs> I had a friend. Links got a- in the show notes. <laughs> links in the show notes um i had a friend order a cameo for me from left i was about to say left of the dial no from left at london <laughs> <That's us. laughs> uh, a cameo from left at london and 
like you know how when you submit a cameo you put in like information about what you should say well they just kind of like were winging it and they were like i don't know there's no special occasion this is just for my friend she writes reviews of anime eyebrows (laughs) so i have like a cameo (laughs) this like three minute long cameo of left at london being like i would love to read your anime eyebrow (laughs) reviews well, the fantastic thing about that is all they have to do is Google anime <laughs> eyebrows reviews. And you are the I'm the one. Absolute first one. I found my up. niche. That's so funny. God, I love that. <laughs> but in all seriousness. No, I got in because um I got over to Left of the Dial because I went to I went to Rowan with Alex. Alex who does the lighting. If you ever watched a live session from Lush of the Dial and you thought, this is looks so cool. Look at the bisexual lighting. <laughs> that was Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and they reached out to me and they were like, hey, do you want to do stuff for Lush of the Dial? And I was like, yeah. And now yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I do. I said, yeah. And here we are. Um, I feel like you kind of have fallen victim to the same thing that I self-imposed victim of that I kind of did, which is like just being like um, happy and agreeable to doing most things and then being (laughs) like, now we can't, we can't do this without you. So like you've been such a, um, like I said earlier, just like crucial part of the team. I'm so glad that, that you're here with us. I'm so glad too. And I, I think I tweeted about this, but I want you to also know, I want you to hear it with my voice. Which is that I'll listen to the podcast and every time you mention me, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Sweet validation. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it makes me so excited every time. And now I'm on it. And now we're talking now about me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> now it's your show. It's my show. Okay. So with eyebrows and – um. Really just just anime eyebrows in mind. I think <laughs> now's a good time to move on to actually talking about uh, music. And so do you want to let our listeners know what we heard coming in? We heard Desiree by Noon Garden. This is a debut album from Noon Garden called Beulah Spa. Um, and it came out April 1st. And I found this... Actually, most of the music on here that we're talking about today, almost all of it is stuff that I kind of found by accident because I literally will just be like, I'll go through the Bandcamp new releases and just click on anything where I think the cover looks cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or I'll like get, I think this one was actually algorithmically recommended to me by title. Ooh, some. Sometimes the algorithm is is right. It's good. That's um something I have really like just and both like that I've really valued for us and for our listeners is your like ability and willingness to sift through stuff like that. Like so often the stuff that we review, um, I should say that you review really on our site is is stuff that you bring to us and you're like, I I randomly found this. I don't even know. Um, one of the songs we're gonna talk about today you found and literally no one has has bought it yet on Bandcamp. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> only person who bought it yet. So hopefully after we talk about it, a bunch of people run out and then he becomes rich and yeah. famous. And can thank you specifically for it. Mm-hmm. But let's yeah, let's talk about um 
Desiree specifically. What uh, what about this song jumped out to you? So I came across this album um, recently because title recommended it to me and I looked at the album cover and I was like, that guy's got style. I'm going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw it later and it was actually one of the like new and notable highlighted Bandcamp releases. So I was like, oh, look at me. I'm a tastemaker. <laughs> I'm on the pulse. They said that after I listened to it and liked it, I'm sure. That's what um, it is. They're just scouring your title listening <laughs> habits. But um, I like this song especially. I picked this one because I thought it was very representative of the sound of the album. Because um, this album is really interesting. It's this like... Well, the Bandcamp bio describes it as an exotic psych pop odyssey, which sounds about right. And it is. It's like psych pop odyssey that psych rules. Psych pop odyssey, right? And there is like, okay, sometimes, you know, like you'll see <laughs> like a Bandcamp description and it'll be like really, oh, a psych pop odyssey. And you listen to it and I'm like, this is normal music. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I am not on an Odyssey I'm psych not. pop or otherwise right now. <laughs> but this one, like, legit is so good. Like, there are a lot of different sounds on this album. It's, like, influenced by funk. Um, apparently, one of the big inspirations um, is these various African musicians. Um oh, cool. Because this is, I should say, the solo project of this guy, Charles Prest, who is one of the founding members of the Flamingods, which is the best band name I've heard in a while. Like, that's so good. That's very good. So I very much need to listen to the Flamingods after this because I really liked this album. But mm -hmm. um, it saying it's that, funny you mentioned... Mm -hmm. um, uh, Veronica Mars at the top of this because this reminds me of the Dandy Warhols a lot. Oh yeah, I can. And they see did the that. the theme song for for Veronica for Veronica, uh, for, yeah. Veronica for Veronica just you just know, Veronica. Uh, <laughs> Every time she walks a little into bit the of, room, the Dandy Warhols yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have any song play when you walked, anytime you walked into a room, what would it be? Oh my god. I, I, on the first thing I thought of was the Space Jam theme, but that's not true. That's not the one I would want. <laughs> first, first, first thought, best first thought. thought. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to top that. I'm not going to top that. And Space Jam's going to come up again later, but it'll be a surprise as to why. Well, surprise the listeners. Perfect. Um, <laughs> but anyway... Um, uh, yeah, I was reading a little bit of the backstory about the album and I was saying that it was influenced by African disco and funk. And you can definitely hear a lot of the funk influences on it. But then at the same time, it has this very, um, I don't know, indie rock influence too. It's a really mm -hmm. interesting mix of sounds. And it, oh, another thing I really like about the album is the tracks transition seamlessly like this is one of those albums where you I put love it them. on yes it sounds like one 
long song. Not one long song as in mm-hmm. all the songs sound the same, but that they like, oh, they transition so smooth. And I was worried because I was like, I'm going to pick a song and it's not going to feel right because they flow together so well. <laughs> the rest of it. So that was also yeah, part it's... of my decision. I was like, I need one that sounds good on its own. The intro is fine. <laughs> that was a smart choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I really, I feel like, who was I just talking to? about this that um in this like you know world of music streaming site services platforms music (laughs) streaming platforms the like whole album experience seems to be less of a priority oftentimes uh, especially for for the listener and so for somebody to put on an album that like really encourages you to listen to it in, in the order that they yeah. conceived it and wrote it and as an experience from front to back, I, I think is really exciting and, um, and I don't know, really thoughtful. And so I, yeah. Yeah, I just, no, for sure. Especially, and, and like, not even just that too, but it's like, there's totally a lot of bands, I feel like musicians who put stuff out in streaming and then it's like the singles and then it feels like filler. But I think that like, And, you know, maybe I'm just, like, making this up, but I feel like a lot of the indie people and, like, people who aren't these big top 40 musicians are still treating, like, even though they have streaming and everything and the whole platform's changed, blah, 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 and how they're entering the scene is changing, I feel like they're still prioritizing making albums and not just, like, Mm -hmm. singles to go viral on TikTok and then the other songs. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's exciting, and I'm I'm happy to see that still existing somewhere. Yeah. And like you said, I don't know. Maybe we're just kind of talking out of our our butts and being like crotchety old people. But, <laughs> but it sounds right to me. Forty musicians, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is a really great album. It's really good. There's so many different influences on it. Um, oh, and it has so many fun little moments, like. Um, the little vocalizations in between the doo doo doo. I love shit like that. I love shit like that. Oh, it's so good. So yeah, so that was um, Desiree by Noon Garden, and up next is up next is Girl God Gun by Jen and the Degenerate. I'm a paper scissors. I'm happy in the rain. I'm a fantastic kisser manufactured in the UK. I'm a spinning top. I am an apex predator, I'm a crying child, I'm an uncomfortable temperature in a supermarket aisle, I am the color red, I am bruised knees, I am the smell of sweat, never wanting to leave. I am, I am a sleepwalker, I'm frenetic energy, I'm a pill to take. 
face on your glass. You never met me in the first place. song fucking rules right oh my god it's and then so good it's so good and then i looked up about the band after and they're going on tour right now they're supporting skunk and An- skunk anansi skunk anansi they sound they sound exactly like who this band should be supporting i was like cool. i saw that that's who they were opening for and i was like oh that makes so much sense they have already found the spot they need to be in oh i'm so happy I've literally I listened to one song by them and I was like, yes, you're doing it. <laughs> this is it. This is their off of their debut EP. Yeah, their um debut EP, Only Alive When in Motion, um, which came out March 30th. So very recently. Brand new, yeah. Brand new. And it's a really good EP. Like, it's like fascinating to me that bands will hook me so hard on just an EP. Like their mm-hmm. EP, it's like 17 minutes long. And I'm just like, this fucks, this fucks, this fucks, this fucks. <laughs> like set for 17 <laughs> minutes straight. Which was also how I felt when I found, um, when I was listening to Goon. Because they put out an EP not mm-hmm. too long ago. And like I heard one song from it and I was like, wow, I fucking love these guys. <laughs> these guys are the best. And you're like, if they just keep doing whatever this song is, I'm going to be thrilled. You can read uh, Jen's review of that specific EP on our website now. Yes. the dial.fm. I interviewed them too. <laughs> but, um. Oh, that, that's right. Yeah. Oh, they're so cool. Um, and then that was another thing where I found out who they were touring with and it was like perfect because Goon opened for Spoon. So it was Goon Spoon. It was like perfect. Anyway, back like, to. I, w- 
That's so funny. Isn't that so good? I was like, it's great. But mm-hmm. back to Girl God Gun. So I, I heard the song and I really liked it. And I listened to the whole EP and I really liked it. And it's like the vocalist is Genevieve Glenn Reeves. Um, and their performance on this is like their energy is so infectious. Their personality mm-hmm. really comes through. Um, so I was already like, oh, I already felt like I had a <laughs> like a picture of who they were as a person before I even read mm-hmm. anything about them. And then mm-hmm. I looked up the um, inspiration for this song, and it's really interesting. So apparently um, this song was written in response to them constantly being asked about being a woman in rock music when they are non-binary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then um, I have this whole quote where they had said, um, I wrote this song out of a frustration at having my art and work viewed primarily through the lens of being a woman when there are so many other things that I identify with more strongly. It's written as a stream of consciousness response to that frustration every time I'm asked, what's it like to be a woman in music? And it Mm -hmm. depicts both the real and abstract things I identify with more than the label of woman. Which is so good. And I think that's like, even if you're not non-binary and getting misgendered all the time, I think there's like a very real frustration of people being like, what's it like being a woman in music? And you're like, you know. That's <laughs> that's what I was just going to say is that like, it's it's such a frustrating thing for that to be the lens that gets applied no matter what. And then obviously it's, you know, an additional layer Um when it's not even your gender to begin with Mm -hmm. yeah um and and so what a just like take no shit way of responding 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 to that yeah we'll um share a link to that um article where jen got that quote from in the show notes yeah and like thematically it's great and musically it's great i really like well i already said like their personality really shines but i really like the way that there's kind of like not a call and response but there's the echoes of i am and girl god gun in the background and it like Mm -hmm. builds and builds and then by the time you get to like the third act of the song it's like soaring and it's everybody singing and yelling and i'm like oh this fucking rolls it's Mm -hmm. so good this is the song i want to play every time i walk into a room if it can't if it can't be space jam (laughs) which i also like i like um because if you're framing the song around things that you identify with more than women, then that's being in uncomfortable temperature in a supermarket aisle. More mm-hmm. you know, identifying with that more than being a woman, which is such a good line. And then also identifying, 100%. identifying with the concept of having heard of Space Jam more than being a woman. <laughs> Again, 100%. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well. It makes it all make sense. Makes all the gender stuff make sense. It's like, oh, <laughs> Space Jam, of course. <laughs> yeah, that is Girl God Gun. Uh, fucking EP kicks ass. It is called Only Alive When In Motion. So hit that up. 17 minutes of your time. 17 fucking killer minutes. Really, really good. Super excited to hear more from them. Hell yeah. So yeah, up next, we're going to listen to Crossroading. By tree, by tree river. Wow, that was really good. <laughs> we really nailed it <laughs> on that. 
opening hook, the opening guitar hook is so good. It like pulls you in so well. I love it so much. That was my one note. That was like the first note I took. I was like, this song has a killer opener. And it does. Mm-hmm. And a and a killer closing too. It just yes. like Oh, I ugh. love the um the it seems I dream too loudly line is so good. It's so mm-hmm. evocative. Mm-hmm. I love it. And a, a killer feature from uh, Max from Bemis from Bemis. Say Anything. Oh, he goes, he pairs so well with this song. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, he's perfect. They are very, he's perfect. <laughs> but um, they are very Say Anything sounding band. Not derivative of Say Anything, but just like, I could see. When I, I heard other singles from this album, and then when I saw that they had a song featuring Max Bemis, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. This is like you were saying about Goon opening for Spoon um, and Jen and the Degenerates opening. Like if you found out mm-hmm. Tree River was opening for Say Anything, you'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, of that's course. perfect. <laughs> Their Bandcamp profile is one of my favorites that I've ever read. It's emo fan fiction from Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad. Just... I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was thinking about that too. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun. I like them a lot. I They have a really interesting contrast between their music, like their their melodic content and their lyrics. Cuz I actually listened to this full album which came out da, 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 April 1st as well. Came out April 1st time being and I listened to the full album while I was at work and I was like bopping around and I was like, oh, this is nice. It's like easy breezy emo. And then I read the lyrics and I was like, oh, this is depressing. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that. It works really well. It works really well. It doesn't feel like it's like, it's not like a, like a bad dissonance. It's a, oh, I love it. It's like, I love music where it's like, I can listen to it when I'm sad and when I'm happy because I can either focus on the mm-hmm. lyrics and be depressed <laughs> or I can listen to right, it in the right. background and I'm having a great day. Perfect for all occasions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a, a bit of a like Carly Cosgrove feel to me in that way. Yes, it does. Like they have like a similar vibe with that kind of uh, approach. Carly Cosgrove's so good. I love Who we album. also love. <laughs> I love that I have not stopped so listening much. to it. It's... Yeah, it's so fantastic. But this one, I can feel, I can feel myself returning to this Tree River album because it's just really good. I really like, and I didn't pick it for the song on this one because I like wanted. I figured crosswording was better because it was a little more representative of like their whole sound of the album. Mm-hmm. But the song that follows crosswording on the album is Homesick. And it's so good. Like I came up from the high of crossroading being like, dream too loudly. <laughs> and then it goes into homesick, which is like a much more melancholy, slower song, you know, mm-hmm. starting up with the acoustic guitar. And it's a really good song. It's a very like the the lyrics on it are really good. Um, it opens with, I try to climb up my family tree. Its limbs are lost like an amputee. I was like, oh, fuck this is gonna be a sad song <laughs> here we gonna go of, this is gonna be one of those songs mm-hmm. and it was and it was so good and then it pops right back up <laughs> with the with the songs that you could mistake for a happy song if you weren't paying attention 
but it's so good. I was like, this is one of the like, this is a very catchy album. It's like a deceptively catchy mm-hmm. album. Like mm-hmm. at first when I heard Crossroading, I was like, oh, this is fun. And then before I knew it, I was doing the fuck apathy <laughs> like all the time. It was just looping in my oh, head. Good. I just yeah, really good. Like it. It's also one of those that's got enough going on that I've, you know, I've only had a chance to listen to this album uh, just a, a couple of times because I feel like we're always listening to so much new music. We yeah. don't really get for an album lately to get more than a couple listens um the first time out before it kind of just gets like thrown into my regular rotation it uh says a lot but there's like enough going on with this album that every time you go back you like hear another little thing or find another little thing to kind of like grab onto mm-hmm. um, even when we listen to crossroading or yeah crossroading again this one time there were like some of the vocal layering that i didn't really notice in the background with Max mm-hmm. Bemis do. I was like, oh, this is really good. This is really well produced. Yeah, no, it's a really good album. It has like, it really does have it all. It's like big pop punk songs to the slower songs like um, like Homesick. And like they clearly are very talented and very dynamic and have a lot of, a lot more sounds to show us. And it's just really good. Hey, Leftos. It's Andrea. And me, Kitsy. From the past or the future or from right now, depending on when you're listening to this episode. We're here to tell you about all the very cool stuff you're missing out on if you're not keeping up with us at leftofthedial.fm. That's right. Head over there now to check out tons of album reviews and essays by our fantastic music writers. And you'll get to watch our incredible live sessions with bands like Teenage Bigfoot, Take Today, and Proper. And you can pick up those live sessions at leftofthedial.bandcamp.com so you can take them with you wherever you go. It's also a great way to support us and the musicians you love because we split all of our profits with the artists there right down the middle. You can also join our Patreon where we'll have lots of behind-the-scenes footage, early access to live sessions, performances that you won't be able to find anywhere else, and lots of pictures of my perfect dog, Pacey. Oh, he's so good. Follow us on Twitter at Left of the Dial PC and Instagram at Left of the Dial FM to keep up with everything we're doing and to see even more pictures of my perfect dog, Pacey. Oh, and right now we're also looking for new music writers who want to get paid to write for us. So send our editor-in-chief an email with some writing samples and or pitches at jen at leftofthedial.fm. That's leftofthedial.fm. Celebrating independent music. Characters welcome. Never go to the post office again. Yeah, and they will be in Philly um, April 21st at Original Slater Works 13, which is... Have you ever been there to Original Mm -hmm. Slater Works? I have not. We just saw... um, river be there not too long ago and it is the coolest fucking venue it's a it's just a loading dock like i couldn't figure out how to get in at first because the original cider works is a like brewery you know and then there's another door next to it that you open up and it feels like i was like i feel like i'm in the foot clan from ninja turtles because it was just (laughs) like a loading dock with twinkle lights and like a concrete sloped floor um wait that sounds it, it rolls yeah, so it's a great place to uh, to see a band play. So yeah, that was Crossroading by Tree River. And up next, what are we going to listen to? Let's do Moth Song by Eli Shane. I am 
light, but it's safe for when the music I resume. Stop staring at the morning blue. Reminds me too much of a podcast I like to listen to. cute it's just clearly such a total um like stream of consciousness song like you can hear that it's literally being written while eli shane is like you can like feel the the actual moth in the room which is such such a silly thing to say but is clearly what's going on here it's 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 very very, like organic sounding and mm -hmm. very intimate because you feel you really do feel like you're in that room with the moth well, and- this is the first time I've listened to this one with headphones on, mm-hmm. um, and the way everything is, like, panned around your head so that there's something coming at you from all directions, mm-hmm. and it's it's so layered um, that you, you are just, like, in the middle of the song and in the room at the same time. I think that this is self-produced, too. I think, right? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure he produced this. Yeah, I was just looking at the credits for the album in general, and um, I think it looks like Eli Shane is uh, currently a composition student. Yes. The the credits for this album are, <laughs> like, <laughs> this this album, this song in particular, is, like, arranged out the butt. Like, there's so much <laughs> yeah. going on, which I think is probably really helpful, or, or what is very helpful for being a student is that you have a lot of other musicians around you right nearby all the time. Yeah. You can tell that, that Eli just kind of like pulled in is my guess. Anyway, all of his classmates um, to help out with this album, which is just, I mean, there are like, 
like it looks like 30 names on this list maybe not mm-hmm. quite that many but and uh, this is this is one of the more stripped down songs of the song yeah one of the more stripped down songs of the album um it's interesting because even though there's like sonically less going on there's still a lot going on that you can tell mm-hmm. that he knows he's got the little zoom zoom and the doo doo <laughs> oh i love it so much this is um the second track on the album and it's their day de- it's his debut album it's therein lies the garden and moth song was the second song on it and i remember i really liked the first song i was like oh this, this guy's really talented and then i got to the moth song and i heard the zoom zoom and i was like oh i love this i love this <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just so charming and like charming oh. is the word charming is the word yes. that i was looking for uh it's that's exactly right i'm charmed by this I'm song absolutely thoroughly charmed mm-hmm. um and i i really like it it's like it's very intimate sounding like i had said and even like when the song starts it has that like diegetic sound of i guess him sitting at the piano and i love mm-hmm. that it's like okay let's let's get in the room let's hear about the moth like it's like he's performing right to me and i love it mm-hmm. oh it's a fantastic song and like yeah this is for sure self-released and i found it totally by accident just like fucking around he had actually he submitted the album like a um a sub- i guess a submission for the data for the album to rateyourmusic.com so it's like in their database which is how I found it because I like to go through Rate Your Music and you can search by descriptors like thematic descriptors thematic Mm -hmm. descriptors and (laughs) what I like to do is just put the like LGBTQ descriptor and just see like Mm -hmm. what's the new gay music coming out (laughs) and this came up and I was like oh I have no idea who that is. I'll take a listen. And I like, I loved it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this was like, I have no idea who this person is. (laughs) And, but I like instantly was like, oh, I love this. Like, this is really good. I want to know more about his music. I want him to put Mm -hmm. out more music. It's just like, it's so charming. This is such a good example of your like um, treasure hunting that that you go on and and come back with these like beautiful little uh, gems for us. This is the album we were talking about where I think you're the first person to purchase it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's a supported on by Bandcamp. Spooky Coochie, that's me. <laughs> 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 what a thrill to log on to Bandcamp and see who purchased my album. Oh, it was Spooky Coochie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Now's a good time um, to to plug your stuff. Speaking of spooky coochies, where, oh, yeah. <laughs> where can our listeners find you other than leftofthedial.fm all over our blog? Oh, why, you can find me on Twitter at spooky underscore coochie. <laughs> That's C-O-O-C-H-I-E. <laughs> it's hands down the best Twitter handle. Oh, you I really. It makes me laugh with that. every time. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> every time I log and, in. And, yeah. and just as a reminder to our listeners, you can also find Jen's work by Googling anime eyebrows. <laughs> That's it. That's the only places I am. Anime eyebrows and spooky coochie. 
you actually do a ton of stuff online, right? Like I do. You do a, do a lot. lot of writing in a lot of places. I do. I've written for Tibend.com if you want to hit that up. I do all kinds of shit over there. I haven't written for them in a while. I should write for them again because they're the best. <laughs> I've written erotica reviews for them. I've written just whatever the fuck I wanted. Um, I found like a magazine about like cyber sex and they were like, yeah, go ahead and write about it. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do all kinds of shit. I'm all over the place. Um, I have fun. But yeah, it's like I'm all my shits on Twitter. I have a sub stack if you want to read my old shit. JenColter.substack.com, which is also linked on my Twitter at spooky underscore coochie. <laughs> Really driving that home. <laughs> so yeah, go go find Jen and go read everything she does because uh, it's it's all it's all great and yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was Moth Song. I almost said Moon Song. That was Moth Song by Eli Shane, and um, penultimately we will be discussing Moon Shadow by Sarah Henya. Oh shit, I was supposed to share this one right here with that creature I met Fizzy in the head This is all I have left It's my favorite blend Guess I'll have it instead Moss and lilac pockets in my pack I keep looking for ingredients My life is free Mushroom on a tree, it all grows for me.
very often. I feel like I, harps don't come up nearly enough in the music I listen to. So this was delightful. Um, I It goes, I the way that she blends this kind of like pop R&B with the harp and makes it this like fantastical fairy world. Oh, I really like it. What a, it's just like a, it, it's, it sounds like champagne to me, this song, if Ooh, that yes. makes sense. There I go Magical again. Magical champagne. Um, yeah. Fairy it's champagne. Just like, it, it's, yeah, it's fairy champagne. Exactly. Fairy champagne. Um, Sarah Henya is a Philly artist, which mm-hmm. is super exciting. She is managed by Eclectica Division, who also worked with Belle, um, who we just had on the podcast. Oh, we love Belle. We love Belle. So I was like, well, Belle fucking rules. I'm sure everybody mm-hmm. else on their roster fucking rules. And lo and behold, here's Sarah Henya, who fucking rules. <laughs> two, f- two for two, at least. Two for two, at least. Um, I really like... This song, this song is the first single from her upcoming album, Pop Goblin, which I'm sold. Pop <laughs> Goblin's a great, that's how you hook me. Throw the harp up in and call it Pop Goblin and I'm sold. Pop Goblin Pop is Goblin. so good. It's so good. I was like, another instance where I was like, oh, I like the song. I should look up more. And I'm like, Pop Goblin. Oh, baby, I'm in. It's so I feel good. Like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I am thrilled That's to all. hear more from that. Even if mm-hmm. I had not heard Moonshadow, and you just told me, "Here's this musician you don't know. They're putting out Pop Goblin." I was like, "I'm pre-ordering." Yeah, already. That's all. That's all I need. But yeah, um, more, more harps for sure. More harps for sure. Um, her whole kind of like shtick that I'm seeing is like it's very like mystical and fantastical actually her band camp says that her music can best be described as fantasy pop which yes mm-hmm. and even like the singles that are on her band camp it's like very like there's walk through the woods and the picture is like mm-hmm. of all these mushrooms there's a picture of her sitting on pancakes that's a different single. That's not the mushroom one, but and she has a single called Pancakes where she's sitting on pancakes. And like just in general, I'm like, well, that I'm sold. I'm very excited to hear whatever else comes from Sarah Anya because this it's just it's so fun. It listening to the song reminds me of I had a friend in high school and her mom was like obsessed with Tinkerbell. and her front lawn was like all tinkerbell shit all like goodwill mushroom statues and like hanging like stained glass things this song sounds like Mm -hmm. her front yard which is a plus love that it's just it's so playful and i don't think enough we've got enough like play in music anymore or i shouldn't say anymore because i don't know yeah, when it's, it's, what i think the golden age of playful music was but it's <laughs> a whimsy the golden age of whimsy yeah. 
it's, yeah, it's like <laughs> whimsy very, without being too like twee. Like you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not too. saccharine. It's just yeah, it just feels very genuine. Like it doesn't feel like um, every time I say something about music that when I say it doesn't feel performative, I'm like, well, it's music. It, it's by definition <laughs> performative, but like. But um, no, but it feels like I don't, it just feels just very like genuine. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't feel like she like is putting on like she was like I'm going to pretend to be a fairy. She is. Mm-hmm. She just is. A fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Even her picture. I love her like picture on Bandcamp too, which is her mm-hmm. with butterfly wings on a little like plant tree stump stool playing the harp with a bird on top <laughs> like oh my god she has the image on lock yeah her brand is on brand <laughs> i i'm looking at an article for cliche mag by olivia wilson right now i'll drop the link in our show notes and just i'm only one line in but it's philly-based ethereal wave artist sarah henya has released Ooh. her single moon shadow ethereal wave is my That's new favorite good. genre Yes, I like that. Ethereal wave. Fairy tale inspired aesthetic. Um, it's telling the story of a typical day of potion making for a mage, a practitioner of magic, and the effects of drinking a potion just for fun. Like, what a Ooh. just fun, sweet. I like that. Mm-hmm. When this says, I'm on her website, and it says that she performs at sci-fi and fantasy conventions that sounds perfect fucking fun oh my Uh god this says she was the musical guest of honor last year at philcon bro i want to see that that. i want that to be uh phil collins uh (laughs) phil collins convention convention. no it's philadelphia science fiction convention which is actually Mm -hmm. apparently held in cherry hill (laughs) new jersey I feel like a lot of Cherry Hill is a big place for conventions around here. That's where uh, like HorrorCon is every year. And oh, it's because they have it's because they have a big one of those big like uh, convention space hotels. I think when I think Cherry Hill, I'm like they have a cheesecake factory, and I really thought you were gonna say it's because they have a cheesecake factory. <laughs> we hold the sci-fi convention every year at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I would go. That sounds great. That does sound great. Especially if Sarah Henry is there. Sign me up. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that back around. Thank you. Oh, and Pop Goblin comes out in June 2022. So and Mark- we will likely cover that um and when it when it comes out. So uh be on the lookout for that, folks. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of like playfulness and kind of like fun in music, our last song is one that I um and bring to the episode, and it is also fun and playful, though in a very different kind of way. And so we'll we're gonna send our listeners out on this one, so we'll talk about it before we listen to it. Um, and that is uh, Duke Maroon's "Pick Up Your Socks" parenthetical Grant Honey. <laughs> I love this song so much. <laughs> it is so fun. Uh, I like. I heard it once before today. And I've already, it's already like lodged itself into my brain. It's so catchy. Absolutely. Um, And this is uh, Duke Maroon, which is a project from one of our, um, one of our favorites here at Left of the Dial. If you've been listening um, for a while, you know Doug Keller. He is uh, 
bassist for Riverby and the Tisburys, and he's um, one half of Duke Maroon. It's Doug and uh, Gene Meyer, and um, and then this this new album, which comes out May fifth, the Duke Reunion, features like a bunch of other people, uh, including Tyler Acey, who um, we also know from Riverby and the Tisburys. And yeah, this is, it's called a Duke reunion, but I think this is actually their debut full length. Um, Duke Maroon, I just, I don't usually like to just like read directly from a press kit, but the, their description of their band makes me laugh so hard. And so um, from, from the mouth of Duke Maroon, it all began with hopes of being a kick-ass wedding band, but Duke Maroon has even larger plans for their comeback this year. And I love that it's because they did, you know, play some some live gigs and had some songs previous to this. So like comeback is technically correct because they've been on a break for a few years, but it's so funny to call it's your like, debut album your comeback, your comeback album. album. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and it says you, you know, for their comeback this year, including some shows and a studio record, but maybe, you know, still being a wedding band too. Um so yeah, they've been around for 10 years. Like Doug and Gene started the band in 2012. So <laughs> this is a long time coming, but um, I've had a chance to listen to the album and it is, it's so fun and silly, but Doug and, and everybody else on this album are all really great, competent musicians. So it's not like, um, it doesn't feel like a joke, you know, it's like... Right. Even or I shouldn't say it doesn't feel like a joke because there are jokes in here, but it um it doesn't sound like they were just like riffing and put it out. It's like you know it's uh fuck <laughs> you know it's uh yeah yeah <laughs> I mean that's I think that was that was it you I got it. It's like serious musicians <laughs> who know what they're doing having a good time, which I think is so I just it's it's so fun. Um, it is fun. The heroes that no one asked for is there. I love the way he says is. Grant. I love the way he says Grant. <laughs> Grant. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> oh, everybody's going to love this song when they hear it. Because it's just Hell so yeah, good. they are. Hell yeah, you are. I love this song. And again, another album that we'll be sure to cover um, in full. When it, when I, I got to hear this whole thing because this is delightful. Mm. And enough, I guess, talking about the song. We should let people listen to it. Folks, you can find us at leftofthedial.fm, where Jen's work is up every week. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for doing everything you do for Left of the Dial. You're the best. Um, oh, shucks. You are welcome to come back anytime. And in fact, I will probably invite you back Um Many times, so <laughs> listeners get used to hearing Jen. Little old me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, get ready to hear Duke Maroon. Pick Ooh, up your socks, Grant Honey. This has been Left of the Dial. I have been Andrea. Jen has been Jen. my... <laughs> Sorry. Jen has been <laughs> Jen, has been Jen, my uh, guest co-host slash ghost... And we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
pick up all your little socks. Okay, I'm going to tell all your little friends go home if you don't pick up your socks now. Upstairs bathroom. When Blair gets home, he's gonna be mad. Pick up your socks now. playing Halo last night. What is that smell coming from the white room? Why are there empty cough syrup bottles everywhere? When Blake 